appalling. All right, well, again, this is where you say um, hello and welcome. But I can do it. Welcome to live. episode 100. Uh, well, I mean, we are live and you've just interrupted me after <laughs> asking me to do it. Sorry, welcome to episode 113 of Crypto Weekly. <laughs> now you press the uh, the music button, P Money. Oh, so it happened. Uh, dude, this is this is all going crazy. I've got all sorts of audio going on. <laughs> seamless, Classic. seamless. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. I'm nearly right. here. Go after the All right. Are you ready? Ken, are you ready? I've been ready for so long already. It's a bit awkward. <laughs> all right. Grab a beer, listener, and nestle on in for a crypto weekly live stream to delight and entertain. This week in the news. Reddit is introducing ERC20 tokens, called community points, in an effort to entice Zoomers into the space. Bitcoin hash rate futures are now a thing. Hackers want $42 million in Monero to not give out pictures of Donald Trump's balls, allegedly. And a Ponzi scheme on Ethereum is currently accounting for 8.7% of all gas fees. All this and more on this week's Crypto Weekly. I am joined in the studio by Dr. P. Money, top left. Howdy, Ken. Apologies for the technical difficulties. That's, that's quite all right. Our viewers know what to expect nowadays on a Crypto Weekly live stream. What are you drinking, yeah. my friend? Uh, I just finished a cup of coffee, strangely enough. Oh, bit late, bit late in the day for that, mate. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but I've spent half the day asleep, so I needed something to to kickstart me, ready for the. Uh, did, did you Wolverine have a classic night. P Money rave on a Friday night? Yeah, pretty much. Miss <laughs> uh, Crypto Beak, top right. Bibbidi Booblar, it's me, Billy Beak Boy. Oh, fired up because it's the weekend. <laughs> Our first weekend live stream. Uh, have you got a Stella? Have you got a customary Stella, mate? Yeah, I've got a glass of red wine because uh, there's no booze available. No real booze. That's surprising. I'm surprised that you and the Prince even have red wine in the in the house. I was as surprised as you, can. <laughs> it was the last thing in the cupboard, Ken. <laughs> uh, well, I hope you've still got a stained vest on to uh, uh, pretend you're drinking a, a Stella Artois. Mr. Jordy Prince, bottom right. Hello. You managed to open that PDF in the end. I did, Ken, despite your best efforts to entomb the, in, the information within in a PDF format. Yeah. Uh, every week, every week, we struggle to open that PDF, don't we, Big Ken? <laughs> it's good if you say we, Ken. Thanks for that. <laughs> it's, a, it's a group effort. It's a group effort as we all just shout instructions at you. It's, it's a group trial, I'd, I'd say. Mm. Um, Fiat Fu, bottom left. Good evening, Mr. Ken. What are you supping on? I am drinking a Budweiser because there was not much in. That is fair. I went out earlier today, braved the coronavirus, I don't know, scare um, and pandemic, everything. <laughs> uh, grabbed myself some uh, McKellar's. I've, I'm currently drinking a uh, New England style pale ale. Nice one. That's a, the, that's a beer so fancy I've never even heard of it, Ken. A McKellar's. Uh, you, need, you need to look up the McKellar Brewery, my friend. I believe from Copenhagen, I believe they... Uh, ah, that explains it. That explains yeah. it. Some fancy Absolutely scandy. delicious. Mm. Yeah. I, when this is all over, first... we're going to go to the McKellar Bar in Shoreditch. Christ alive. They have their co-owned, own Co-owned by Rick Astley. Sold. Yeah. They have Rick. They have they have real life Rick rolling in the bar, so they have mm. quotes from Never Gonna Give You Up, lines from it, if you will, lyrics in, yeah, in the bar. I feel like they've overdone it there. I feel like he should have been a silent partner, to be honest with you. Could reveal it yeah. to patrons once once they're in there, you know. But well, um, I was I, lucky enough to go there once on his birthday and recorded a video message for him. So there we go. It's a hell of a life you lead, Ken. It certainly is. Uh, the Bitcoin Buble will be here soon. We have interrupted date night by pushing this to a Saturday evening. I'm your host, Crypto Ken. Let's get started with the show.
P money is you're muted. I uh, don't know if you're playing the jingle. <laughs> no, I'm not doing it this week. Uh, well, thanks it. for thanks for letting me know so that we didn't have an awkward pause there. <laughs> How's that? Seamless. Was, my friend. That was excellent. Seamless. All right, there you go. Um, I want to get started with Reddit introducing community points, which are an ERC twenty token, and they're starting, I believe, with a Fortnite subreddit and the cryptocurrency subreddit. We are getting brick tokens for Fortnite and moon tokens for cryptocurrency. That is correct, Ken. They actually started unofficially with donuts on ETH Trader. Some shitlord came up with some crypto called Donuts, which is some ETH Trader meme. And then people who contributed to the ETH Trader forum got donuts somehow. Then you could use these donuts for some bullshit, like uh, deciding what was at the on the banner at the top of the ETH Trader uh, subreddit. Everyone went mental about them for ages. Uh, Reddit have now adopted similar model for, as you say, R, Fortnite, BR, and R cryptocurrency. And they're going to give them out to people who have upvotes or people give them gold or some whatever they do on Plevit. You know, that all that action. Uh, so, yeah, all the Pleviteers on, especially on uh, Fortnite, are spamming shitty memes non-stop in order to get enough of these brick tokens so that they can you buy some new membership or something with these brick tokens where you can post gifts and your name can be formatted differently and you know basically everything that a 14 year old gamer wants to be able to do you can do so they're spamming a load of bullshit going down a storm so far um yeah, the ERC20 tokens, but they're only running on testnet at the moment. But I don't think that matters at all to the to the Reddit model. Um, but yeah, it seems like it's going to be pretty big for adoption, Ken, because the Reddit app, I believe, has now got a built-in wallet. Reddit are going to cover any gas fees for the foreseeable future. So the millions of people on Fortnite the uh, Fortnite subreddit now have both a wallet and some shit coins in it from which they can exchange for some other bullshit, which makes them worth more than basically every other shit coin. And if this rolls out across all of Reddit, it's going to be pretty huge for adoption. So pretty huge for ETH bag holders like ourselves. Are we sure? We have it in the notes that it's the Fortnite BR subreddit. Yes. Uh, now I think someone has forgotten to spell it the Zuma way. I was going to give you um, a live oh, announcement oh, of how right. many members oh. are in that community. Uh, someone spelled it the non-Zuma way, and there are seven members, so it could be bringing a lot to the space. That is me. That's not spelled it correctly. Can um, how do you spell it? Uh, you spell night obviously the Zuma way. N I T E, uh. not like the two-week uh, measurement of time. Uh, there, are, there are actually 1.3 million people who are a member yeah. of Fortnite. And it seems like videos. all of them are shitposting to try and get these brick tokens. So I don't know, it depends whether you think that's good or bad, but I do think the model makes sense. It kind of turned Reddit into a sort of like a Steam kind of situation where... The contributors, the people who contribute most, uh, like the moderators, people who post the most, the people who get like post the most shit that the community likes, will get loads of these tokens. I also think it makes sense for like if this goes well, they're probably going to roll out to a whole bunch of other communities on Reddit. But especially in the gaming communities, it seems to make sense for the if this goes well, as I say, for the actual games producers publishers, whatever you call them, you know, the companies that make these shitty games, to include these tokens, like, within the game or within the game community, because it allows them to interact and um, incentivize the people in the community who are the most passionate or the most influential. So, for instance, new releases could be tested by those people with 
X number of brick tokens. They could potentially have skins specifically for these people who spend brick tokens on them. You know, it's a good way to interact with your most loyal and uh, influential users. So I think if it goes well, it could go really, really well. And with Reddit paying all the gas fees, uh, be, I think it'd be pretty huge for Ethereum. It is pretty cool, but there is uh, a little nugget that I think is certainly going to get the prince fired up, as it got me a little fired up when reading the show notes. If you head to reddit.com slash community hyphen points, there's a nice little slideshow explaining why they're introducing it. And they talk about the ability to create a non-censored internet. And this specific tile, free communities, liberated from control, they could express themselves freely, collaborate on decisions and determine their own future, which I think is a bit fucking rich coming from a platform (laughs) quite well known for censoring people whose views they don't agree with. Correct, Ken. Absolutely correct. I do think that it's good. It's still good, though, because the few Reddit users that have a triple digit IQ are going to realize that the use of a or the presence of a censorship resistant currency is basically useless without the censorship resistant platform on which to express your opinion in the first place. There's no point in having a there's not no point to but having a censorship resistant um currency that's only issued to people that pass uh, that whose opinions pass the censorship um filter on the platform is a is a bit uh dubious you know i still think it's i still think i'm still hugely pro this i think this is hugely positive but yeah i do hope that some people on reddit might it might cross their minds that what would it be like if we had this and we had a platform on which we could express ourselves freely as well? Wouldn't, wouldn't that really be something? But I do think this is huge for crypto. I also think the selection of the gaming boards, especially the battle Royale board, one of these battle Royale boards is an inspired choice. One, because battle Royales are so uh, hot right now, like gaming's always hot, but battle Royales are like super, super hot right now. And also because if there's, any group of people that will go that will dedicate and frankly waste hours and hours and hours of their life trying to accumulate um meaningless digital um knickknacks it's gamers so these are the kind of people that like dedicate days of their lives to like getting a certain kind of like camouflage on a garden or whatever so they're exactly the kind of people that you want to seed something like this with because they're going to, as Beak pointed out, and they are already doing this, like putting in hours and hours of labor to try and earn these tokens. So, yeah, that was a really, really smart move on Reddit's part. Uh, Fiat Fu, as a man who speaks Zuma, um, do you think that the Zoomers will be very down for this? Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with a lot of what the Prince says. Um, gamers are very open to trying new tech. Um, and I think they chose two kind of ideal subreddits to try this out in. Uh, there's definitely a long list of spicy subreddits that it will be interesting to see what this did in those subreddits. But um, yeah, Fortnite's a pretty cool one to launch it in. I mean, if I had a lot of time on my hands, I'd play around with it. There we go. There we go. Yeah, I think it's cool as well that... Um... They so there's like you earn these tokens by being like like so there's a pool of these tokens that are distributed once every four weeks back into each community and apparently um the initial breakdown of how the tokens are gonna be distributed is roughly along the lines of the it follows the pattern of the Reddit karma achieved by each user during those four weeks. So if you get like upvotes, I think that is, I guess, yeah. you will you're entitled to more like you have quote unquote earned more of the redistribution of these tokens. But apparently um there are also these poll you can have a a poll, you can set up a poll in your community and um it you can propose another redistribution and if it's more popular than the one that that um follows the karma like guidelines then that becomes the new distribution model so there's this like there's this 
thing where the the community decides where the redistribution within its own community goes. I'm really looking forward to seeing how like our communism deals with this when <laughs> for obvious reasons. But yeah, looking forward to that. The other thing as well is that there are two formats for e for polling in each of these communities now. One is what they call the no the normal count that just follows the democratic model where everyone has one vote. And then there's also the weighted count where the people who have already earned more of the tokens, uh, it's basically, it's basically, it's weighted on the number of tokens that you have. So if you have 100 tokens, you effectively have 100 votes. And if you have one token, you have one vote and so on and so forth. So I think that's kind of interesting as well. I'm not sure how they're going to stop the rich getting richer on that basis but i don't know i think i don't know i don't really know how they're going to stop that but it looks like that could happen although i'm not sure if the if the redistribution poll is weighted on the normal count or the weighted count perhaps it's the normal one so there you go but you can't so one thing they say is you can't buy you can buy these tokens but in votes you can only use the maximum you've actually earned right, so right. someone can come in who's really rich and buy them all but if you are someone who's like the like the most popular or the highest volume poster in like Fortnite, whatever, then you're, you're going to have more influence. But you could say that you probably have more influence anyway, being that you're like a respected, like popular member of the community. I think it's pretty interesting that the, com the, the communities, the subreddits, will be able to choose what these tokens are actually used for. They'll be able to come up with new ideas and try and implement new shit themselves. And the people who earn the most of these tokens who have the most incentive to make them worth a lot of money are also the ones that are going to decide or have influence over how they're used. So I think it's pretty sweet. And I think in the long run, in the short run, it's probably going to fuck up these subreddits because the, uh, the communities are just going to start spamming memes or whatever to try and get upvotes so they can afford to post gifts for a month, some shit like that. But I do think in the long run, it will incentivize people to post quality content. It will, the people who do post quality content will get rewarded for it. And I could just see like the Fortnite, say some 13 year old Fortnite nerd, if they can earn like $50 a month from posting on our Fortnite, like the sweetest new fucking tips for shooting someone or whatever Fortnite people talk about how to do a sick dance. That is like, that's so much better than delivering newspapers or whatever jobs 13 year olds have. I think it's, I think it's a good idea. It should uh, benefit both the, like it should benefit everyone in the ecosystem and it'll be pretty big for Ethereum, I reckon. So all go well. I think it's huge for adoption and for Ethereum. Correct. And they've also, um, apparently when you um, use these tokens to like post the GIF or whatever, they, all of the ways you can spend them on Reddit, just uh, they're burnt after each use, basically. So that's quite another interesting thing as well. It's not like Reddit just, uh, they just go into Reddit's coffers or whatever. They actually get burnt. So that's pretty interesting. That is very cool. All in all, actually pretty fired up for the rolling out of these tokens and um, yeah sorry another another thing ken is they want uh yeah it's each community as well is the way they describe um how they're trying to roll this out so i think they are gonna eventually want this to, to happen in every single reddit community which would obviously be monumental for adoption well, i mean you'd guess so if they've got their this wallet built in if you go through the lies on the community points slideshow, <laughs> you get to the last one and you can enable your community points vault, which is essentially a, an Ethereum wallet. Um, pretty cool all around. Yeah, and they and that they are, that is the other good thing as well is that all the normies are going to get exposure to the to things like public keys, private keys, the fact that if you lose your private key, you lose your tokens and not even Reddit can give you them back, all this kind of stuff. So I think from that point of view, this is one of the biggest rollouts potentially of crypto crypto we might have ever seen. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much they hide from you um, in terms of private keys and whatnot. It might just be linked to your login, to be honest. 
Well, so no, I think it is. It's an uh, there's an Ethereum wallet in their in their own app. It's not in the Reddit app, but and apparently, I don't know this. I haven't heard. Like, I don't know all the ins and outs, but I've heard like whispers on Twitter about this that if you have, uh, there could be reason to believe that there's an element of trust between you and Reddit if you hold your tokens there. But because they are all ERC-20 tokens, you can always just move them to your own Ethereum one. So basically, if you have, um, if you're autistic enough to think that Reddit are going to screw out these, you can always just move them into your own Ethereum wallet. Nice. Hold tight, plug it. Not a bad call for once. Yeah, words you um, thought you'd never say, Ken. Yeah, truly. Um... Moving on now to one that I believe the Beekman stuck in the notes, and that is uh, an exchange are rolling out Bitcoin hash rate futures. That is... What's going on here, and how are they going to work? Well, it seems like you're basically allowed to, or there's a way for you to gamble on what the hash rate is going to be. They, it's FTX, the Crypto Derivatives Exchange. They have rolled this out after claiming they've seen a ton of interest in hash rate futures. Uh, not sure if that's true, but they're saying that it will be a way for miners to hedge uh, their holdings of Bitcoin and their like mine the investment into mining equipment. I feel like they could probably do that using actual Bitcoin futures, but. Nonetheless, they're rolling it out. That's the reasoning. It will almost certainly be used for huge amounts of speculation and degeneracy, like everything else in crypto. But it should be pretty good fun. And especially with how centralized mining is, despite the fact that everyone says it isn't, I mean, it's it's pretty centralized. It could be open to huge manipulation. Like It's probably way easier to manipulate hash rate, I would guess, than it is to manipulate the price of Bitcoin. So we could see some exciting shit going on, Kat. Yeah, what I'm I, what I'm interested in here is why exactly a miner would need to, or what the what the miner is hedging against. Uh, is it a is it a a huge increase in the hash rate which would mean that their own mining operation is expected to uh, like uh earn less like per unit of time is that what the, the what, what this is offering miners maybe so i think i think that's what it is but i think it will be a less efficient hedge than hedging against the price of bitcoin so i think you're right i think they're saying that a miner could hedge against the hash rate going up hugely so if it goes if the hash rate goes up loads they'll mine less bitcoin but they'll profit from their hash rate trade okay if the hash rate goes down then they'll lose their hash rate futures trade but they'll mine loads more bitcoin that seems less good to me than hedging against the price of bitcoin so you could hedge against the price of bitcoin the same way Oh, it would be a much more. It seems like a much more direct hedge to me than using hash rate as a proxy. Because if hash rate goes down, mm -hmm. we would imagine that would benefit an individual miner. However, if the hash rate goes down, the price of Bitcoin will probably go down as well. Okay. So I think that they might be getting more Bitcoin, but if the price uh, decreases at a faster rate than the hashing power decreases, then they'd which could definitely happen with like capitulation of miners, then they would probably be better off hedging against the price. Uh, so, so because they are, the hash rate hedge is denominate is effectively denominated in Bitcoin, whereas the price hedge is denominated in dollars. Yeah, exactly. And uh, the hash rate, like the hash rate is, the hash rate doesn't have to decrease for them to like sorry the hash rate doesn't like the hash rate isn't necessarily directly tied to their part of the market because you would imagine that the hash rate's going to go up over time uh based on new technology or whatever they're going to mm -hmm. be able to like that is likely to happen 
But that could go up, but their market share could still go down. So I think they'd be way better hedging against the actual price of Bitcoin. But I feel like FTX are probably doing it for publicity or they've already got some sweet scam lined up, which if we were FTX, we'd probably have a plan for this. So I've got to imagine they do. Yeah. And they're just doing it to let to let people gamble on it, right? Because they just they're just gonna earn their commission on each contract. They don't really care why you're doing it. So I, they are desperate for people to speculate on this as well as hedge which doesn't make any difference to them so yeah exactly and they're the only i think they're the only crypto exchange doing it apparently there are hash rate futures available somewhere but i'm not exactly sure how or where you trade them but these seem to be the first that a crypto exchange is offering directly or something so they'll probably get a decent amount of action uh p money you're a man who knows a lot about bitcoin hash rates what what do you think about this um, I have to admit, I wasn't paying attention. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but um, sounds good gamble, to me. Would you gamble on the hash rate um, of Bitcoin in the future? Um, would you be more likely to trade that or trade the price of Bitcoin, for instance? I, I would. I'd, I'd, I'm speculating, but I'd expect to have see a lot more volatility in the price than in the hash rate yeah. um, and I'm basing that on no on, on no evidence but more <laughs> just out of the thought that I, I would imagine that, that there's a there's like a lag on on the hash rate based on the price um, yeah. and it probably and it probably doesn't doesn't uh it doesn't have as big swings in it um so if I'm gambling it's, it's I'm going to be gambling on the on the price of the of the Legend. you're going for more volatility people I love yeah it. But you're right; they're probably very correlated, the price and the hash rate. Yeah, and I, and I and I know we're, there's there's probably going to be some talk of halvings, um, but I think uh, I don't. I still I, do, I still don't quite understand uh, the how you how the price. Um, sorry, sorry, how the how the reward for blocks have you know going down um, will positively impact things like hash rate and, and the price. Um, well, that, yeah, you raise a great point there because I think the best recent example of a happening in Bitcoin that could have generated a lot of interest in a hedge against a change one way or the other in the hash rate is probably the recent halvening. So apparently the um, hash rate dropped 16% after it happened, but I'm sure there were people that Given the extremity in crypto, the extremity of opinion, I'm sure there would be people that would have expected um, one a much larger and two a much smaller change in the hash rate after the halvening. So, I guess this is those are a perfect example of people who could have either one speculated on the degree to which the hash rate would change after the halvening, or two possibly hedged their actual exposure to it if they are miners. So. That bing bong sound is Bitcoin Buble joining the show. How you doing, my friend? I hope we didn't ruin date night. I've not got my audio sorted. Hold on. Uh, <laughs> while you open that PDF, we will soldier on, my friend. Let us know when you are here. Um, we hot off the presses from the man that some call CZ's London mouthpiece, Astro Naughty. He says he doesn't want to shock you. Presumably, this is Mr. CryptoBeak. But Binance are also offering this to their Bitcoin mining pool customers. So not just FDX rolling this out. Yeah, but I think they're offering it to their mining pool customers. They're not offering it to be like uh, publicly traded via their platform. How long is it going to be before that's rolled out, my friend? Uh, probably not very long, Ken. Probably Binance will be all over it. But I still don't get why miners would rather hedge against the hash rate rather than the price. Is it because one sat will always be one sat? That's a great uh, point. Good point. Bitcoin is soundest money or something. It's hard, <laughs> hard money and uh, yeah, US dollars going down and things like that. Yeah. I mean, I would I would be impressed by the commitment of the mining pool CEO who completely disregards his revenue in dollars and is just like, nope, we're just hedging against hash rate and purely hash rate and that's it. 
Yeah, I mean, there'd be a lot of Bitcoin people who pretend that they do that too. Yeah, and this is this is this is an opportunity for them. The interest in this product, I guess, is will be a reflection of uh, how many people are actually committed, how many people in the mining pools, anyway, are committed to Bitcoin to that degree. So it'd be interesting to keep our eye on going forward. Bitcoin Bublé, do we have you available yet? Yes. Oh. Fantastic. All the sounds. That is that is great news. I hope, as I said, I hope we did not ruin date date night too much. No, no, we had a whole sea bus. It was beautiful. <laughs> nice. Yeah, even. You, you know, you are really living life in lockdown, Bitcoin people. Oh, we're having like twice weekly sourdoughs, um, <laughs> croissant, homemade uh, or kind of like home baked sausage rolls, black pudding sausage rolls from the bakery. Beautiful. Oh, my lord. Yeah. This this sounds exceptional. Living your best life during these tumultuous times. Yeah, it's good. What what are you drinking? You're normally drinking something interesting. I'm drinking a Siren Soundwave IPA. Oh, that is very good. Delicious, my friend. On to what I believe is the most interesting story. What have I missed? In the Can I have a quick roundup? Can I have a so, beaky roundup? Go on then. Uh, yeah, you have missed Plebit giving points to some shitlords on their subreddits. You have missed miners pretending they care about hash rates and some uh, exchange allowing them to hedge on it. And next up, Ken, we have... We have hackers demanding $42 million in Monero or slightly more Bitcoin for their troubles of washing that and making that anonymous. Uh, to not give out secrets of Lady Gaga, Donald Trump, and other celebrities that they have stolen from a law firm. Who gives well, a shit about this? I imagine you're quite into this one, Ken, but from what I can gather, they have already exposed someone. Lady uh, Gaga. Is it Lady Gaga they've already blown up? Uh, yeah, it doesn't seem to have gone that poorly for her, but... I do think it's pretty amusing that they claim to have dirt on Elton John, De Niro, Madonna. Uh, however, their first port of call is blackmailing the most powerful man on the planet. That's, uh, you know, they're not fucking about. They've gone all out. They're, they're gambling. They're going big. They're demanding $42 million for dirt on the US president, which I'm not sure if that's high or low. Uh, not sure if this is a good idea. Not sure if they actually have anything but i respect the balls can let, let me answer some of those questions for you beak please do um see i think it's really 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 low 42 million dollars for what's supposed to be dirty laundry on the president of the united states that's who's coming up for re-election who's coming up for re-election yeah it's the most sensitive time for him in years and they're supposed to have some, um, like, you know, career-crushing dirt on him that's going to, like, blow his campaign out of the water. $42 million is massively undervalued. So that makes me think that they're LARPing pretty hard, first of all. Second of all, this is so this is a law firm that deals with um, suits of various kinds. Donald Trump's never been a client of theirs. So I think that all they can have on him is the accusations of people that might have used this law firm to sue him. And that, that, that just doesn't, that doesn't really bite the same way as if you're a client of the firm, you know, like I assume some of these celebrities have been. Like all the celebrities that Ken mentioned have apparently been clients of this law firm. So I imagine there is some juicy stuff in there. But... It doesn't sound like I don't really see that they're gonna have anything on Trump. And if they, but even worse, if they don't have anything on Trump, why on earth would they, as you say, try and blackmail the most powerful man on the planet? It's, it's a power move. They're making a power move, and I respect it. Uh, I, I don't respect it. I think it's a, it's a, it's a tactically a poor decision. While they clearly have gigantic balls, they haven't quite thought this one through. I'm afraid. I'm going to come back at you, Mr. Jordy Prince, and say Please that. Do. They were merely demanding $20 million for this dirt on these celebrities. Mm -hmm. They've stolen nearly a terabyte of information. They mm -hmm. don't know who they've got shit on. They just 
know that they've got some stuff on De Niro, Lady Gaga, Madonna. They've just discovered some shit on Donald Trump. And then as soon as they did that, they doubled the ransom demand. Right? Yeah. They know. They know it's worth more if they've got Donny T. Yeah, but they doubled it, Ken, rather than like adding two zeros to it, which is what they should have done. If it's a, and just de- deleting all the rest of the information. Maybe you got to be realistic, though. You know, forty-two uh, million dollars—that's going to be pretty life-changing for them and be chump change for the Trump man. Right? You're right. I guess Trump could MMT that in like twenty minutes, in literally a second. So, uh, I guess. But no, there's just something that, if I had to guess, I'm just going to say that I don't really believe they have anything on Trump. I do agree with you. I think whatever they've got, he does not give a shit about. It reeks of LARP, that little bit of it. The rest of it, perfectly believable. I think uh, that they go the opposite way and they should just go for like, uh, Trump, give us like 250 grand. And I think that at that point, Trump might just be like, all right, fuck it. I don't know what they've got. Let's give him 250 grand. They go in, they go to the point where he's uh, he's probably going to get a bit fired up about it. I think if they just cut, just cut the losses, go to every celebrity, be like, uh, I've got some got some dirt on you. I need, in fact, I need four grand. Get that off two hundred celebrities, killing it. In fact, I might, I would do that if I was someone with those kind of ethics, which I'm not. Ken. <laughs> yeah, the only problem with that is, what reason do any of the celebrities who pay, say, five grand, have to believe that these people are then going to get rid of this information rather than just ask them for another five grand in six months' time? Yeah, true. Good point. So I don't think I think it's the it's the blackmailer's dilemma, you know, uh, and that to be honest, that applies to any price that they put on it. So I guess they still might have a better chance of getting five k than forty two million. But this is the old blackmail business. It's difficult, difficult one to pull off. Mm. If you're take, trying to take down, not take down per se, but trying to blackmail the president of the United States, and you say to him, "I'll accept forty two million in this particular currency, Monero." I'll take more if it's Bitcoin because it's harder for me to work with. You know, mm-hmm. I've got to anonymize that somehow. How long yeah. before Donny T is like, why don't we just ban Monero? Because clearly it's used a lot for nefarious purposes because of its anonymity. Maybe they're going the other way. Maybe they're just pitching Monero to Trump. Like, <laughs> Trump realized mm-hmm. that there's this anonymous crypto that no one can trace, he'll pay all his whores with that. True. Or, or, and they've hedged. Allegedly. Putting a big short in on Monero in the eventuality that he doesn't go down that route and okay. bounce it. Now you think you're like a finance bro. You are confirmed going to make it. <laughs> what, uh, do we know what the premium was for using Bitcoin instead of Monero? Does uh, that, it, does wasn't, that... it wasn't mentioned in the article, simply that there is a premium for paying in Bitcoin. Oh man, I'm super curious because that does that's basically illustrates how difficult it is to operate in Bitcoin anonymously relative to something like Monero, you know? So that that'll be a really, really interesting number to know. That, that is as assessed by someone trying to sue the president of the United States, trying to blackmail the president of the United States there. So yeah, so it's a top end valuation, right? I think it's but but what I mean is it's gonna be made by some fucking morons, isn't it? So I wouldn't trust their valuation necessarily. Correct, but they're gonna. There's no one who's gonna have more incentive to incur every cost necessary to actually anonymize the Bitcoin than someone trying to blackmail the president. Yeah, true, true. Uh, we spoke about Monero last week as well in relation to a Norwegian gentleman uh, who is, I think, charged with, or rather, is the prime suspect in the case for murdering his wife. Um, and apparently kidnappers demanded a ransom in Monero there as well. New details have come to light on that case as well this week, uh, brought to us by our um, our source on the ground in Norway, um, whom says that there is a new suspect in the case, known only as Kryptomannen, which translates to Crypto Man. Appreciate the translation. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, that was a tough one. Um, but 
we know that the this top, I think Tom Hagen is this guy's name. He is he's he's claiming the boomer defence. You know, he's seventy years old. There's no possible way he could be extorting someone for Monero. But then this crypto man has entered the fold, who is apparently uh, the brains behind the operation involving crypto. Um, and I am told reliably that also of interest is that Tom Hagen, this gentleman, um, has uh, a hot sister, who <laughs> and uh, Norwe- uh, our Norwegian source's grandfather had the hots for her when he used to pick potatoes with her. Okay. Hell of a country. Right. Real inside info. Thanks for that, Ken. You get that, Ralph, that an anonymous horse's granddad used to pick potatoes with some unknown woman. Yes. Yeah. That's huge. Thanks. That's a real scoop, Ken. <laughs> I'm just glad that we could break it live on episode 113 of I wish Weekly. Beforehand, but... it's, it's only live once, Ken. You know? yeah. You're right. You've got, the reactions must be real when I drop a bombshell like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on then to the next story, and that is that a glorious Ponzi scheme has taken over the Ethereum network again, sort of. 8.7% of gas fees going towards MMM. Uh, just, just a straight-up Ponzi scheme. Cool. I don't know anything about this, Ken, so why don't you uh, fill us in? Uh, I mean, I, I don't know a huge amount of this either. I've yeah. never went to the website. I'm going to level with you, Ken. I went to the link in the show notes and it was behind a paywall. So I suspect none of us know anything about this. Yeah, that same too. But I also, I posted the link for, for said Ponzi scheme. Uh, oh, one see. below that. So you can go directly onto the website. It's literally just drop drop your funds in a wallet. Okay. Uh, anytime anyone buys any more of this token, we redistribute that to um, all the people who already hold it. So the Ponzi just keeps going. Mm. It's a very low effort Ponzi scheme. <laughs> oh, Correct. It, it, I mean, the, the website also looks like complete shit. It does. Is this like someone's university project or something? <laughs> <laughs> it got seriously out of hand. What? What's MMM? Have they got? Have they at least made an effort with the branding here? What's I think it's pronounced? Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Presumably millionaire money or something like that. The site is millionairevine.money. Please do not put all your money into this Ponzi scheme, listener. Just because I've read out a URL does not mean that you should dump all your cash in. But, I mean, if you're in early enough. (laughs) (laughs) No. Don't do it. Don't do it. We can't we can't all be booba later here, alright? We can't all get yeah. in on the ground floor of BitConnect. I just know Booba is in the chat right now and I know that he is eyeing this up. <laughs> he's probably already all in. He's probably made about two hundred and fifty grand already. You're probably so right. He's, he's bought he's bought another street in Dundee off the back of Triple M. In fact, who who linked you this information, Ken? Hasn't Booba mentioned it recently? Say that again. How's a boob like been learned code recently? Oh, it finally comes full circle. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fantastic. What's happened to that other one? The one where if you bid within a minute, it reset the clock. I think you know what's happened to that one, Boobler. <laughs> Is it still going? <laughs> what? I've, I've forgotten the name of it. I doubt it. There were like four like that, though. What was the name? Like that, and everyone did the bollocks, I believe. Apart from Boobalite as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, moving on from the Triple M then, uh, because I don't think we should try and shill our listeners into sticking all their money in that. Uh, people are still playing crypto keys. I th- assumed this had died. Yeah. And every- uh, someone drew a new crypto kitty. Like the guy Do you know who? Do you know who, big guy? Uh, I don't. It was Momo Wang, the famous Momo Wang. What is Momo famous for? Momo is famous for drawing a bunny. And the bunny is called Tuski, or (laughs) Duzki, or Tuki. I don't know. (laughs) Something like that. Uh, He's really big in China. He's got loads of poses. He dabs, and he's on WeChat, or Weibo chats, or whatever the fuck it is. Whatever thing the Chinese use. 
Okay. Um, yeah, and he's drawn a cat called Katarina. Okay. There pretty... were a hundred of them that launched on the Winkle on a Winklevoss backed NFT exchange called Nifty. Yeah, it, it crashed the exchange apparently, which is pretty amusing. Because they had they had upwards of a hundred new signups. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure Crypto Block Dan has been uh, a big uh, big in the Nifty game for a while. Um, pretty sure he was trading his dope raider stuff on there. Yeah, I reckon he'll be he'll be a big man on the scene. I don't think he's actually in chat at the moment. I haven't seen him, but I, he no doubt made like seventeen grand off like more digital tokens depicting cartoon characters. So I'll try to that. Yeah, he is absolutely killing it on Crypto Space Commanders right now. He regularly posts in Beatcord uh, screenshots of him mining an asteroid, which has the real life. Um, it has a an uh, exchange rate on the amount of in-game currency that that is worth and what that is in dollar values. And it's just him mining like hundreds of dollars worth of fucking space rock. <laughs> what a world we live in. What, what a timeline we're in, Ken. What a yeah, time what... to be alive. <laughs> uh, but this, uh, one of these NFTs that sold out in three minutes, there were a hundred of them sold out in three minutes, uh, immediately sold for $450 on the secondary market. That's actually... That's actually pretty bleak. Remember when you and I can were trying to breed our crypto kitties and they were going for like 50 plus grand for, for a top tier yeah. crypto kitty. Those a are the gen, days. A Gen 1 or whatever the hell it was called. I remember yeah. us having daily conversations about uh, how to improve the bots that we had for finding <laughs> underpriced kitties. Yeah, those were the days. Truly, 2017 was a hell of a year. <laughs> I think this could be that price tag has more of a normie ring to it than a crypto degenerate ring to it, though. So I think it could be. It's not quite as bleak as it might seem at first. I think some normie who loves Momo Wang or whoever that person is might have like gone through all the bullshit to sign up to Nifty and then spent four hundred and fifty dollars on this. Uh, let's hope. Let's, let's hope it's the nutter. Let's hope. But I like um, the model, though. I like the model. Get something that the normies already like and get them to do something in crypto and say, there's only 100 of them. There will only ever be 100 of them. And then just watch the normies squabble over them. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, fact, fit, fit. I think we should, just get, we should kind of commission a celebrity to produce something. Yeah, um, I'll do it. I'll do it. Say no more. That is the, oh, that is the Chili's model. Gaz would actually probably do it cheaper than I would, so that's a decent job. Correct. <laughs> Although I would consider that a form of sacrilege, getting an, uh, an icon like Gascoigne to lower himself to some sort of uh, crypto money-making scheme. But that... I, I think you and a lot of other people would print, and thus you'd have to buy up the entire supply so that the public never found out. Correct. Regardless of the cost. <laughs> exactly. Hmm. I think I think Gaza would do anything for a six pack of Stella right now. Yeah. Also correct, which is why we shouldn't take advantage of the good man. And also, I've got to say, Prince, it doesn't seem like you and the other Gaza supporters have managed to uh, keep his reputation intact as of recent years. So I'm not sure why. <laughs> we are the after you. No, I mean, I feel like you. If you were that committed, you would have probably come forward earlier than. The final straw being that he's like drawn a crypto footballer for our <laughs> shitty dispute. That mate, think about where his reputation would be right now if we hadn't already stepped forward, mate. Yeah, good point. Good point. Uh, yeah, Astro. Unfortunately, well, fortunately rather, Gaza is in fact still alive, going strong, uh, and had a sweet quote today in the Daily Mail. Read it out, Ken. He really, he really dropped the old crimson capsule on his haters. Yeah, let me let me read out Gaza's most recent quote, which I believe was printed today in the Daily Mail. Paul Gascoigne, Alex Ferguson says it. This is published in a national newspaper, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. Alex Ferguson says it would have been different if I had signed for Man United. So far, so good. Reasonable sports quote. Well, Ferdinand did a runner from a fucking drugs test. Cantona two-footed some cunt in the neck in a stand. <laughs> Rooney shagged a fucking granny and Giggs shagged his brother's fucking wife. Fucking hell, man. 
Everyone blown the fuck out. All past Paul Gascoigne haters BTFO'd in those in that brief sentence. But when I hear that, I feel like actually Ferguson is right, and Gaza like Gaza had the potential to to be even more degenerate. It had he have gone there. Yeah. Can you imagine the combination of all of those things plus yeah. Gaza? Oh, it would have been amazing. And then and then Alex Ferguson protecting you in the media. He he could have got up to so much more shit. David Beckham would have got absolutely like ruined. Like he would Gazzo just would not have let him you know get away we, with his we, poncy hairstyles and None and of us would it. know the name David Beckham if Gazzo had gone there. <laughs> would have been eclipsed by a true footballing talent. But enough sports ball again. Yeah, apologies. That was a, a, a lot of sports ball for Crypto Weekly right there. It was. It certainly was. Yeah. Um, we have news that Ton is officially over. Uh, and the, apparently the Telegram founder doesn't understand security law. Can you please um, delve into this, Mr. Crypto Beak? Uh, yeah, it's fucking Divi. Uh the Ton boy Telegram founder said, unfortunately, US courts stopped Ton from happening. How? Imagine that several people put their money together to build a gold mine and later to split the gold that comes out of it. The judge then comes and like, shuts it down, basically. Uh, these people invested in the gold mine because they were looking for profits. Uh, they didn't want it for themselves. They want to sell it to other people. Because of this, they're not allowed to get the gold. Like, yes, that you have correctly described security law. Uh, you are allowed to do that. You just have to register it as a security. Uh, you didn't register it as a security. And uh, I, I just don't know how this man, who presumably is a very rich guy, multi-millionaire, maybe billionaire, has... He just basically said, I have broken... I haven't registered my security. How can anyone have a security? Like, oh, well, what you do is you register the security. And then everything would be fine. But you haven't read it. It's like saying, so you're telling me I can buy a car and I just can't drive it around all the time. You're like, oh, did you get a license? No. <laughs> oh, well, you've got to get a license. I don't. Uh, <laughs> what do you mean I can't buy a car? <laughs> yeah. Are you telling me I've got a car? There's roads I can't even drive on there? <laughs> you know, mate. I don't know what his lawyers, does he have legal advisors? Uh, it's, it's absolutely baffling that that I think they've appealed. I think they've had two or three uh, interactions with the FCC, either actually in court or via like their legal representatives, and it's taken him this long to understand what's actually happened here. Uh, so, well, no, he's, he's still failed to understand. Well, that, I, think, I think he now at least understands what's going on. He just can't. He doesn't understand that you have to register securities in America. But yeah, I. Like it's, it makes me, it just reassures me that everyone in the world, well, every industry in the world, basically, almost everyone is really shit at their job, including this dipshit. So, uh, yeah, I think the key point is that he said Ton is over. It's not happening anymore. He's given up because he's found out about this scam rule they've got in the US. Yeah. Some, some idiot judge in the US who says he can't open a gold mine because you, you want to find gold. Oh, you uh, want to you want to sell securities? You got to register them. It's like, what are you? I don't understand what you mean. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, the fool, the fool. Um, is there anything else in the crypto news that anyone would like to speak about? Uh, JP Morgan are now allowing crypto exchanges to keep money with them, which is pretty sweet because Coinbase have to use like ClearBank or something, which I'm pretty sure is a bank that one of their mates set up. Their account number is like 00000014, suggesting like they're the <laughs> customer at ClearBank. So apparently they're allowing cryptocurrency places to keep money with them. Um yeah, I think that's that's about it for the weekend. So we do we do have a date for Craigie Boy's trial, I believe. Oh, oh, oh tell me more. Um, it's going to be in person, though, or do we have to? Well, right now, to... courts are not open. And in, interestingly, it's it's a jury trial. Oh, if there was ever a time to get jury duty, 
I mean, <laughs> do you know this guy? No, 100% no. Never heard of him, mate. Fucking <laughs> dickhead. Um, um, this is so frustrating, though, because we were all genuinely going to go down and watch this trial. Do we so know this when, is or not, when's the date? This is not the McCormack trial. Uh, this is a jury trial, I believe, in Florida for oh, the okay. Kleiman case. Okay, with you. So, And it's set for July the 6th. So if you can get your way over to 400 North Miami. Oh, that's a weird fucking address. <laughs> anyway, it's the United States court, a courthouse in Miami okay. um, for 9 a.m. on July the 6th. You'll, uh, you'll get to see Craigie boy go down. Bella, if you're, sti- if you're still listening, uh, what are the chances of you heading on down? I know oh, you don't okay. live in Florida. This would be epic, yes. Yeah, but as an actual lawyer, that would be pretty cool. And and July sixth. That's there's a bit of time, so Corona Chan might have done her worst by then, and it, we could it could be an open court, you know. Yeah, I just hope that by the time uh, Mr. Craig Wright goes to court with Peter McCormack, um, that the courts are open for us to sit in. That would be there huge. In. Please, please say. Live tweeting the McCormack, the McNormack case would be pretty amazing. Uh, any more for any more in the crypto news? That's all for me, Ken. I'm going to need to hear that from every every person. Nothing <laughs> more for me, Ken. Nothing more for me, Ken. Nothing more for me, Ken. <laughs> P money is not listening. It seems that was a P-money. test. P money has more than he didn't explicitly mm. say, it, so we can only assume he has. Lots more to talk about. He's definitely gone for a shit. No, apologies. I could smell burning. I thought it was like <laughs> on fire. Yeah. Uh, I think somebody's... Um... That was my first thought as well, Phil. Sorry, Phil, what was that? Are you having a stroke? Yeah. I... <laughs> <laughs> uh, not yet. No, the... Um... Yeah, no, I could smell burning. I just thought I was worried it was uh, something in the house, but it's not. It's somebody having a bonfire or something. Outside, but it's quite somehow really strong inside my house. Really interesting story, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess it's time to finish the crypto news, and we have one piece of normie news, or rather news from the outside world, uh, and that is hashtag Obamagate, which I'm hoping that the prince can take us through. That is right, Ken. Seen a lot of um, brouhaha on social media this week about hashtag Obamagate. And I'm here to tell you roughly what it is, here to give you the gist of it. Basically, um, there have been. So the annoying thing is, this isn't going to be news to anyone, to any loyal listeners of Crypto Weekly, because of course we were pointing out all this shit years ago, literally. Basically, um, the powers that be have deemed it the right time to release into the media under the cover of Corona Chan and various other um, smoke screens the fact that in a roundabout way the whole Russia Russia um, collusion story was a complete and utter fabrication. Again, I, I've literally been saying this for years, as I'm sure all our listeners are bored of hearing. But basically, it came out today. There was an AG report that highlighted that um, Obama was, as he has directly implicated Obama in securing the Pfizer warrants that were used to spy on former Trump staffers during the like leading up to the election in 2016 basically that's like um near as proved fact not officially in a court of law or anything but there's, there's a preponderance of evidence to suggest that is the case now and that is new because although we all knew that this russia nonsense was complete bullshit it uh oh, the extent of obama's personal involvement in it has only recently been um exposed as being greater than previously thought who's surprised can not the geordie prince neither am i friend neither am i um there was also some bullshit about michael flynn uh that was that's, yeah. dull. 
That's right. So um, this week, it, uh, or was, it, was it this week? Maybe it was last week. Michael Flynn um, retracted his guilty plea in a, after seeking new legal um, advice in the case that was brought against him as a result of investigations into Russiagate. Long story short, um, the only crime he was ever, or he, he pleaded guilty to, was lying to the FBI. So that's what they call a process crime. It has nothing to do with interactions between Russians and um, Trump staffers during the election, because those are imaginary. But also, what also came to light most damningly of all is that the FBI were, there's a, like, a recording of a conversation or a transcript of a conversation between FBI um officials that basically highlight the fact that they went after this um general michael flynn they um started an investigation into him without having basically without having a crime that he committed an alleged crime that he committed in mind they were asking each other what their objective was going into the interview with him and one of the things they listed was are we trying to get him to lie to the fbi so we can get him fired which is strictly forbidden in all um law enforcement agencies that have any integrity at all you cannot um you cannot be given the man and then tell a federal aid like tell a uh, law enforcement agency go and find me the crime like that this guy committed or or entrap him make him make him commit a crime by lying to the fbi which is apparently a crime so and that's exactly what they did against flynn it also um that obviously begs the question well what what why on earth would he admit to something like that you know he, if he you know he's innocent party all this kind of stuff two things well i mean he did lie to the fbi so that's a crime but it's a, what they call a process crime and it was he was entrapped effectively second of all it came to light that um one he they threatened to um investigate or start investigations into his son and they said that if he pled guilty and um basically pled to the the charges of lying to the fbi they wouldn't investigate his son obviously that is heinously shady and that's that's shown by the fact that they they excluded all that, the FBI excluded all that information from the plea deal that they submitted to the court. So they said to Flynn, okay, if you plead guilty to this, we won't go after your son. If you don't and you, you go to trial against us, not only will we, go, will, will we um, take you to trial, but we'll also start investigating your son. I mean, obviously, this, this is heinously shady deep state activity, all of which has come to light. And as it turns out, Michael Flynn has uh, the the new Attorney General William Barr has dropped the Department of Justice case against Michael Flynn as a result, which sounds pretty fucking reasonable to me, Kat. Mm. So there you go. Uh, fortunately, uh, CNN says that this is all a conspiracy theory, so no one needs to take any notice of it. Um, also, of how long how long do you think before this just drops out of the normal narrative of the news? I'm I'm absolutely amazed at even got in there ken i really i truly am but yeah you're right It'll, like no one i think almost no one's paying any attention to this and yeah in like a week's time this will all be over dwell on the fact that it was basically we had to wait what like four years for it to come to light that obama did did effectively spy on the trump campaign so uh you know the wheels of um the wheels of information turn very slowly, and when you do get a, a peek into the truth, it's very, very um, uh, transitory. So, yeah, like a week at most, I'd say. But it does feel good for, once again, the prince to be fully vindicated <laughs> on this entire Russiagate nonsense. Mr. Fu, do you have anything to say about your lord and saviour, Barack Obama? What makes you think I support Barack Obama? <laughs> I just assumed. What? Your um that 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 picture that you have. What do you call it? Your um the Marx coin. That's what makes me think. <laughs> near your name. Yeah, a picture near your name. Name picture. That's just a meme. <laughs> it's called an avatar, you boomer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's actually another name for it. Well, profile pick, I'll, uh, I will allow. Yeah, profile pick, Zuma. 
<laughs> but no, yeah, I do think that um, the mask once again slips momentarily on Obama, and it's like in a way that matters, not in a way like that he wears the wrong trousers to play golf in, or that his middle name's Hussein or whatever. Like in an, in a way that actually matters. I do think I've thought for a long time that he has miraculously maintained this like. Um, this image of being like this happy-go-lucky, like super clean-cut, like well-intentioned guy when he's actually a really, really sophisticated, smooth political operator who's just as dirty as anyone else on Capitol Hill. But he does this, he's done this amazing job of maintaining this like super clean-cut image in a lot of people's mind. But this is another example of, uh, of where, where he's acting just as nefariously as the the dirtiest political operators in Washington. So there you go, Ken. And there's a picture of him crying with an upset Joe Biden currently on screen, if you are not aware. Nice. Nice. Uh, um, do we have any more for any more big guys on the stream? No, Ken. We all have to say no again. <laughs> this seems to be a new meme. Either that or we will continue the stream indefinitely if it's not ready to leave. <laughs> not from me, Ken. But thanks for giving me the opportunity to do my uh, yet another victory lap for the Geordie Prince. Appreciate oh, yeah. it, big guy. You're welcome. You're welcome, my friend. This is the one show of communism I will allow, making sure that everyone is ready to leave the stream. <laughs> I hope that makes you feel a bit more included, Fiat Fu and Dr. P Money. It does. You've truly taken communism to heart, but <laughs> I like to think so. Um, well, yeah, you're right, P Money. I guess we must say good night. You may begin. Good night, Ken. Good night, Crypto Beak. <sighs> good night, Ken. <laughs> good night, Fiafu. Good night, Ken. Good night, Johnny Prince. Good night, Ken. Good night, Bitcoin Buble. Good night, Kenny. Good night, chat. You have been wonderful as always. Good night, stream friends. Uh, good night, Crypto Weekly crew. Good night, one and all who are listening to this later as a podcast. Much love. You've been entertained. We have been Crypto Weekly. Thank you. Good night.